We're just once again truly honored and blessed. We've been, uh, Michelle and I had the privilege of going to JSMI 24 years ago. And I moved to Crowley, Texas, and Brother Jerry had just started JSMI. And uh, it was the second year, and uh, it was just this, this Bible school in the middle of Crowley, Texas. And we came from all over. And uh, we came and made it our home, and Michelle and I were both honored and were both hired by the ministry, and we got to stay an extra four years and really sit under that anointing. And he taught us so much about integrity. He taught us so much about excellence. And it wasn't just what he taught in the classroom. It's what he showed to us every day, day in and day out. And it was just an honesty and a sincerity in ministry. And the fun thing about the Savelles is, uh, A, they're just a lot of fun to be around, just as people. She's a really good shot. I'll, I'll bring up that story another time, but she's a good shot also. And, uh, but we're just blessed and honored. All they imparted into Michelle and I, and uh, we're just thrilled that he could be here tonight at this specific service. So I'm going to ask you, would you please stand again as we welcome Dr. Jerry Savell? Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. All right, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Good evening, everybody. Everybody get some rest today? Have something good to eat? You still hungry? Still sleepy? Wake up. We're going to have a good time. Praise God. I am honored to be in this service tonight, especially because, uh, in case you aren't aware of this, I'm not sure how often it's been announced, but... Um, Jack Jr. and Michelle are officially becoming your pastors. Amen. Hallelujah. And Michelle is already missing church. I'll pick on her a little bit. So I have some things I want to say tonight as we officially install them as your new pastors. Now that doesn't mean that Pastor Jack and Mary Jean are leaving, going anywhere. Amen. They're still here as founding pastors, and they still represent the apostolic anointing. But um, Jack and Michelle have been very faithful ever since we released them to come back here. In fact, I told Mary Jean that was one thing my wife did not want to do. <laughs> she did not want Jack to move back. And... Uh, but we released them and uh, sent them here with our blessing as well. And I've had the privilege of coming uh, over the last number of years and to watch how they've grown and how that they have entered into uh, the anointing of God on their lives and watch how that they have grown into this position. And I think it's a, it's a good call on Pastor Jack and Mary Jean's part, and I believe you do as well. So we want to make this official tonight. So first of all, I'd like for you to open your Bibles to Psalm 92. Psalm 92. In a few moments, we're going to lay hands on them and officially install them as senior pastors of West Houston Christian Center. I want to read just the latter part of one verse in Psalm 92 and in verse 10. And it simply says, I shall be anointed. 
<clears throat> excuse me. I shall be, well, excuse me again. <clears throat> I shall have some water. <clears throat> okay. Start all over. Rewind. Psalm 92 and verse 10, the latter part of that verse. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Oil in the scriptures, and I'm sure you know this, <clears throat> represents the anointing. And fresh implies something new, something recognizable, and something distinguishable. So something fresh and something new is going to take place here tonight. A fresh anointing is going to come on Jack and Michelle to lead you in this church in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. This describes, I believe, what we will witness here tonight in this service. They're going to be installed as senior pastors, and with this new assignment, there is coming a fresh anointing, a new anointing. I think it's also interesting that W.E. Vines describes this anointing with fresh oil as something that is being, that is something that is sweet, meaning pleasant to the eyes. And that would give us the idea that what you are about to see over the next few days, few weeks, years to come, is going to be something pleasant to your eyes. You're going to, you're going to like what you see taking place in their lives and taking place in this church. In other words, you're going to witness God take them to a higher place, a higher anointing. Now, that's not to say that um, Pastor Jack and Mary Jean were not anointed. They certainly were, and they will continue to be so. But they are trusting or entrusting the leadership of this church into the hands of their son and daughter-in-law. That is a promotion. Jack, you do understand. Michelle, you do understand. That is a promotion. And when God promotes, he also provides a fresh anointing with that promotion. So rest assured, you will not be the same after tonight. And I want you to uh, expect that after tonight, they will not be the same. That something fresh, something new is going to take place in their lives. Now let's remember that the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27, speaking about the anointing, it says, and the burden shall be taken away and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. It's been said that the anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. And when that anointing is on a person's life, then they, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, have the ability to minister to people in the way of removing burdens and destroying yokes. And I'm believing, praise God, that that is going to become the norm in your services here at this church. Amen. At every service, the anointing will be tangible. The anointing will flow. The anointing will be recognized. It will be distinguished. And praise God, people will leave this place coming here not the way they came in, leaving not the way they came in. People are going to be set free. They're going to enter into a higher dimension in their walk with God. And praise God, you expect it. I'm expecting it. They're expecting it. We're all in agreement. So praise God, so be it. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a shout in advance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to challenge you to begin to expect to see the anointing in operation 
in each and every service because God wants to take you and them and this church to a higher place than it's ever been before. God is progressive. He doesn't regress. He's progressive. Amen. And when a promotion like this takes place, then God's not going to take this church back to where it was. He's going to take it to where it's never been before. Amen. I know because I founded a church in Crowley, Texas about 18 years ago. In fact, next weekend, I believe it is, we have our anniversary. We founded that church in October about 18 years ago. In fact, I was in South Africa preaching, and when I arrived back home, my wife was waiting up for me, and she said, I had a visitation of the Lord tonight. And I said, well, what was it about? She said, well, I'm not sure you'll be too happy about it, but this is what the Lord said to me. He said, "Uh, your husband has traveled all over the world, imparting into the lives of people all over the world. I've preached in 48 different nations. And uh, he said, but he's never made an investment in his own community. He said, now I want you to start a church. I want you to plant a church here in Crowley, Texas. Crowley is a suburb of Fort Worth. And uh, at that time, there was not any Word of Faith church in that area. And he said, I want you to love hurting people. He said, there's been a lot of people in this area. It's a small community. Uh, there's a number of churches, but none of them have really grown to a great degree. And, and uh, uh, people have come and gone. And apparently a lot of people had been hurt over things that happen in churches. You know, that happens from time to time. And uh, he said, I want you to plant this church and I want you to love the people for me and teach them the word. Well, Crowley, Texas, uh, I moved out there. I did, I used to live in the city of Fort Worth, but I'm a country boy. I like my space. I don't like living next door to people where I can hear them brush their teeth, okay, <laughs> or argue. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes in a, in a subdivision or community, the housing is so close together and all that. I just, I grew up on a farm. Uh, after we moved to Louisiana, my dad bought us a place where we had some acreage. I had horses. Uh, I, I'm a country boy. I like my space. So that's the reason I moved to Crowley, Texas, because at that time, there was just a lot of farmland out there. In fact, my closest neighbor, when we bought this property, My closest neighbor was about 10 miles away. Oh, I was in heaven. Hallelujah. And uh, that's all changed in the last few years. In fact, they're presently building 3,000 new homes around me. And I got an itch to move again, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, we we founded that church, planted that church, and began to, to preach the uncompromising word of faith and so forth. And Love people like the Lord told us to. But I travel. My, 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 I'm not really a pastor. I, I filled in for a season until we raised up a pastor. And we have a wonderful pastor there now. He's just he's a graduate of our Bible school. And he's a wonderful man of God, a wonderful wife. And, and they are pastors. I mean, they are genuine pastors. I could never do what they do. Um, you know, I, I, I have a rambling spirit. I love them and leave them. Hallelujah. And, uh, and, uh, and, and, and not only that, because it's my assignment. I, I'm assigned 
I'm anointed to travel the world and to bring the word to people all over the world. But Justin, he's a pastor. And uh, when he took over, when we installed him as the senior pastors, our church went to another level. I don't think it would have gone there with me because that's not my office that I primarily function in. But it is his. And when that position was turned to him, uh, they've already had to go to two morning services. We're uh, uh, making plans right now to build a larger auditorium and so forth. And, and it's growing. And, and now God has moved, uh, you know, people in there in that area. New houses are going up. And I tell Justin all the time, son, you got a mission field right at the back door now. 3,000 new families will be moving in, you know, and, and you got a mission field. But I've noticed ever since I installed him as pastor, the anointing of God has increased on his life. And it's, it's a joy to watch. Amen. In fact, uh, just this weekend, we had a men's fellowship. Uh, we went to a, a, a campground and, and spent the night there with, with the men of the church. And, and I had the opportunity to minister to them. I don't get to do that very often, but I had an opportunity to do that. And uh, I, I just was watching Justin, how he was just... Uh, flowing with those men, how he just loved on those men, how they loved him. And it was such a joy to watch a real pastor under his anointing. And uh, I said to Justin, I said, Justin, uh, Carolyn, uh, my wife, she doesn't travel with me that much anymore. And uh, she loves going to church uh, on, on Sunday. And, and, uh, and she says to me all the time, Jerry, you will always be my favorite preacher. But Justin is number two. I said, no, Justin, I'll always be number one in the Savelle household, but you are number two. Amen. And it's just a joy to watch what God has done with him. Well, I'm saying all that to say to you, just watch what God is going to do with Jack and Michelle. Amen. There is going to come a fresh new anointing on their lives, and it's going to be sweet. It's going to be pleasant to your eyes. You're going to be glad that you were a part of this and you will be able to say in time, I was there the night it happened. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I was here the night it happened. Amen. So once again, the anointing is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. And once again, I want to challenge you to begin to expect it in operation, in every service, because God's desire is to take this church to a higher level. Can you say amen? amen? So, an example of this is found in 1 Kings. Would you turn there for me or with me? 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. And verse 19, it says, So he departed thence, speaking of Elijah, and found Elijah. And it goes on to say, He was plowing and so forth. And he was, uh, he, he passed by him and he cast his mantle upon him. He cast his mantle upon him. There's a commentary that I was reading recently that made this statement about this verse. It said that when Elijah cast his mantle upon him, it was a form of adoption. In other words, when he cast his mantle upon Elijah in the spirit realm, he adopted him as a son. And not only that, but he looked at him as his 
um, replacement, you might say, or his successor. And then the Bible says in verse 21 of that same chapter, speaking of Elijah, Elijah rather, then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. The message translation says he became his right-hand man. And that's what Jack has represented here thus far as Pastor Jack's right-hand man. So this is all biblical, praise God. And then as you keep reading, later you will see in 2 Kings chapter 2, beginning in verse 9 and down through verse 15, rather, that when it was time for Elijah to leave, and he asked Elijah, what can I do for you? He said, I want a double portion of your anointing. And he said, you've asked a hard thing, but if you see me when I'm taken up, then it shall be granted. Well, he saw it, and uh, as you well know, Elijah received a double portion of that anointing that was on Elijah. So it's very biblical that when a pastor, and particularly when a pastor in this situation turns the ministry over to a son, that that son becomes the successor. Amen. Now, Brother Jack's not going anywhere. He's not going to heaven right away. He's not going to be taken up in a whirlwind. He's going to be here. Make sure Jack does the right thing, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but it's representative of this same story that an anointing is going to come on these two just like it came on Elijah when Elijah put his mantle upon him. I, I was reading this this afternoon. I said, Lord, do you intend to do a repeat performance? <laughs> a double anointing. Amen. Jack, lift your hand and say, Lord, I'd be happy with, I'd be happy with that. A double anointing, praise God. Amen. So Jack and Michelle... The Apostle John declared this in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 27. But the anointing which you have received is of him, and it abideth in you. So from this verse, you can be assured of these two things. Number one, the anointing of God is already abiding in you. It's already on you, and it's already abiding in you. But also, you can be assured of this. Today... Tonight, in this service, it's going to another level. Amen. It's going to another level. God's going to increase it. Uh, And you're aware that you're representing the ministry of Jesus. And so I believe it's that same anointing that was on him. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 4 that Jesus stood up in the synagogue to preach. And he took the... the, uh, manuscript, so to speak, and turned to the place where it was written. And we know that to be Isaiah. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and uh, so forth. Healing of the sick, opening blind eyes and so forth. That same anointing is on his representatives. That's what we're to do. In fact, Jesus made this uh, charge to his disciples in Matthew chapter 9. And he says, Jesus went about teaching and preaching and healing. And this was the same charge that he gave to those that were his disciples. And I believe it's the same charge that we have today. 
My assignment is not only to preach, but to heal and to uh, uh, teach and to preach and to heal. That's our assignment. And so we can expect the same anointing that was on Jesus to be upon us. And Jack, I admonish you that every time you get ready to go to the pulpit, you confess that. Lord, that same anointing that was on you is on me. I do that before I go into every service. Lord, the same anointing that was on you is now on me. And I'm expecting to preach, to teach, and to bring healing to your people. Praise God. Amen. I admonish you also, Brother Jack, according to Acts chapter 6 and verse 4, that you give yourself continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word, just like the early apostles did. And I believe that if you will do that, and you rely upon that fresh anointing that's coming upon you both, that this is what will happen in Acts chapter 4, or Acts chapter 5, verse 14, and believers were the more added to the Lord. Amen. This church is not going to go backwards. It's going to go forward. It's not going to decrease. It's going to increase. In fact, I believe the, the word for the hour is more and more. More and more. Say that with me. More and more. That's the word of the hour. Praise God. I admonish this congregation to continually pray for them. The same prayer that the Apostle Paul asked the church in Ephesus to pray for him. He said in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 19, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. That's what you should be praying for Jack and Michelle. Before you come to church, just open up to Ephesians 6 and read that prayer and say, I pray this for Pastor Jack and Michelle, that utterance will be given unto them, that they will open their mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel and then expect God to honor that prayer. Can you say amen? amen. I also admonish you to pray that they'll become more and more sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and through his help lead you into the stature of the fullness of Christ according to Ephesians 4. In fact, I want to just stop right now and stretch our hands out toward them and just pray in the Spirit. Just pray in the Holy Ghost and then in a few moments, I'm going to lay hands upon them. And uh, I believe that fresh anointing is going to be imparted into them. So if you pray in the Spirit, you pray in the Holy Ghost, would you do so right now? Just stretch your hands out toward them and begin to pray in the Spirit. And the Bible says that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, when we pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit helps us pray the perfect will of God. So you may not know how to pray the perfect will of God entirely in your own language, your own English language, but praise God, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, He will help you pray the perfect will of God. So Father, we pray in the Spirit over these two right now, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I don't hear prayer going on. Pray in the Spirit. Bona moncambre menedistindo le beke probo costuta. Asibrico le kisingendele ishumbromo e libra dostombre beke sitalabocati. Alabature beke stite. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, take the words that we prayed in the Spirit 
and cause them to come to pass in Jack and Michelle's life. In the name of Jesus. And let's all lift our hands and begin to praise God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Now, Numbers chapter 27. We find in verse 18 all the way through verse 20. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay thy hand upon him, and thou shalt put some of thine honor upon him. And notice when Joshua was to become Moses' successor, his replacement, so to speak, God told him to lay his hands on Joshua. And as a result of it, something that was already on Moses would now come on Joshua. He said, a portion or some of your anointing, some of your wisdom, some of your honor that you've operated in up to now will now come on Joshua. Now, the Lord taught me years ago that this is considered to be the law of increase by association. The law of increase by association. As you well know, Joshua, I mean, you know, every time God called Moses away to pray or to come up on the mountain or something, who was there the closest to him? Joshua. Joshua. He may not be exactly in the same spot that Moses was, but he's just a few steps beneath. You know, he's down below. He wanted to be as close to what was happening to Moses as he could possibly be. Well, it was the same way with Peter and, Jane, uh, Peter and John in the ministry of Jesus. It seemed like, even though Jesus loved all the disciples, it seemed like Peter and John were what I call insiders. Wow. You know, they were always there. I mean, they saw him on the Mount of Transfiguration. They, they heard things Jesus said to him that he then later uh, communicated to all the disciples. But I like to be an insider. Amen. I don't want to be the last one to find out what God's doing. I like to be an insider. Well, Joshua was an insider. And because of that, that relationship that he had with Moses, then the Bible says that God told him to lay his hands on Joshua. And that once he did, something would happen. Amen. This is a scriptural principle. We don't hear people teach about it that much anymore. But it's a spiritual law. It's a spiritual principle that when hands are laid upon the person that God intends for you to have an association with or to become a successor or even a son in the Lord, so to speak, that God wants that same anointing that's on that person to come on the person they're laying hands upon. I've been privileged over the years to have hands laid upon me by some of the greatest men and women of God of our generation. Brother Hagin's laid hands on me. Oh, Roberts laid hands on me. Kenneth Copeland laid hands on me. T.L. Osborne laid hands on me. I think the only well-known, extremely well-known minister of our generation that didn't lay hands on me was Billy Graham. I've had the privilege of working with, preaching with, being associated with some of the greatest men and women of our generation. And at one point or another, they all laid hands on me, laid hands on Carolyn and imparted something into my life. And Jack, when I lay hands on you and Michelle, you're not only going to receive a portion of my anointing, but all those anointings that reside in me from Kenneth Hagin, Oral Roberts, T.L. Osborne, 
Amen. You become a partaker of all of those. Man, I wish I could be here the first sermon you preach after tonight. Amen. So this is a spiritual law. A spiritual law. The law of increase by association. Now, did it work? Moses was obedient to God and laid his hands on Joshua. And if you look in Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9, it says, And Joshua was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. So notice, what was on Moses was now imparted into Joshua. The word honor uh, also means the anointing and the authority that Moses operated in. So when he laid his hands on Joshua, that same spirit of wisdom that was on Moses, that same honor, that same anointing, that same authority that Moses operated in now came upon Joshua. What was on Moses was now on Joshua. And God took it to another level. Can you say amen? Amen. So not only will you receive a portion of the anointing that's on your father and your mother, but because of their association with this ministry and because you've considered me as one of your spiritual fathers, then praise God, that same anointing will also come that's on my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you receive it? Amen. Now, Philippians chapter 1, verse 7, the Apostle Paul said to the church in Philippi, and if you remember, Paul made mention that this was the only church that he established or that he preached in, the only church that communicated with him regarding giving and receiving. They were his partners. I've had people come up to me this morning saying, I'm one of your partners, Brother Jerry. That's one of the greatest compliments anybody could ever give me is you're one of my partners. That means you believe in me and you believe in our vision, praise God. Well, this church, the church in Philippi, was the church that was the closest to the Apostle Paul. He said uh, to them in his, in his letter, he said, you're in my heart. I pray for you often. And he said, you're my joy and my crown. In other words, they were, he, he loved everybody that he preached to. He loved all the churches that he went to. But this church was special. And he said in Philippians chapter 4, uh, or chap, chapter 1, He said, you are now partakers of my grace. In other words, the same grace, and the word grace also means favor, and here it also implies to the anointing. And he said, because of our affiliation and because of our association and our connection in the Spirit, you are now partakers of my grace, meaning what's on me is now on you. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. So this is important to realize You know, I I don't think that we should just lay hands on somebody and say, okay, they're you new pastors. People need to understand the spiritual concept of this so that you can expect everything that God wants you to experience. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. So that's the purpose for this service tonight. That's my assignment. Praise God. I thought we were going to do it this morning. I came prepared to do it this morning and I was told we're doing it tonight. So you got a sermon this morning that was right hot off the press. I didn't know I was going to preach that. Praise God. Amen. Amen. But I'm glad I did. I'm glad I came. I'm glad I came. Hallelujah. Preach myself happy. So tonight, my assignment is to assist Pastor Jack and Mary Jean in installing Jack and Michelle 
into the office of senior pastors. And I just wanted you to know what the scripture said before we did that, praise God. So that way you'll come back expectant. And not only that, remember one of the words uh, that, that W. Vines said for fresh meant sweet, pleasant to the eyes. In other words, what you're going to witness in the days to come is going to be pleasant to your eyes. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? If you're ready to receive, lift your hands and say, Lord, I receive Jack and Michelle as my pastors. Now say it this way. Lord, I receive pastors, Jack and Michelle, as my pastors in the name of Jesus. And give the Lord a good shout over it. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, Jack and Michelle, would you come and stand at the front for a moment? And I want to make this charge to you. And Pastor Jack and Mary Jean, would you come and stand behind them? Just face me, if you will. And I want to make this charge to you from the writings of the Apostle Peter. He said in 1 Peter chapter 5, Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. That's a strong charge. Amen. The message translation says it this way, that you care for God's flock with all the diligence of a shepherd, not because you have to, but because you want to please God, tenderly showing them the way. Hallelujah. So that's your assignment, sir, is that you are now the senior pastor over this flock, and your assignment is to take them to the way, lead them in the way, and to do it tenderly, to do it with the anointing, and praise God, I believe you're going to do an outstanding job. I have high expectations. You are Jerry Savelle Ministries International Bible School graduates. I have high expectations. Amen. Amen. Would you stand to your feet and stretch your hands out toward them? And uh, let's officially install them as pastors. Glory to God. Father, it is with great joy and a great honor that I participate in this special service tonight, installing Jack and Michelle as senior pastors of West Christian, or West Houston Christian Center. And I believe in the name of Jesus that the very things that we spoke of from your word tonight will take place in their lives and take place in this church. The psalmist said, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. That's exactly what we're expecting to take place right now. Fresh oil from the Holy Spirit, a fresh anointing from the Spirit of God. And in the name of Jesus, the moment I lay hands upon them, I believe that the anointing that is on the father and the mother, the founders of this church, and the anointing that is on me as one of their spiritual fathers, that it is now coming upon them and taking them to a new level in their ministry and taking them to a place where people have not seen before. And Lord, I'm believing that as a result of it, this church will grow, its numbers will increase, the anointing will flow, and people will say, 
outside these walls. If you want to know Christ, go to that church. If you want to be healed, go to that church. If you want to see signs, wonders, and miracles, go to that church. If you want to fall in love with Jesus more, go to that church. I believe in the name of Jesus, this moment, you receive a fresh anointing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I'm impressed with the Lord, and I've never done this before in this kind of service, but I was just impressed with the Lord to tell you, open your mouth, and like you're taking a deep breath, and breathe it in. When God created Adam, it said he breathed the breath of life into them. In Jesus' name, God has just breathed the fresh anointing in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give the Lord a good shout. Hallelujah. Amen. You receive that? Praise God. Let's give the Lord another good shout. Hallelujah. I love you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Love you, Jack. Thank you. Thank you. You're a great representative. Amen. All right, you can be seated for a moment. Hallelujah. Well, to be truthful with you, that's what I came to do. No need me preaching another sermon. That's what I was assigned to do tonight. Praise God. So, Pastor Jack and Michelle, after you receive those flowers, I'm sure that's a token from the congregation. Hallelujah. Would you come and stand right here? And every person in this building tonight needing healing in your body, your pastors are going to pray for you right now with this fresh anointing. So stand to your feet. If you need healing in your body, come and let your pastors lay hands on you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. We so appreciate Dr. Savelle. And then uh, for this day, amen. Amen. This was, uh, this was over the top. There, there were more words spoken about what has happened in the, in the uh, uh, anointing that on, being put on Jack and Michelle. And from Mary Jean and I, as, not only as their pastors, but as their parents, we cannot be more proud. Amen. And uh, it's just a, a blessing to, uh, to build something and then to turn around and have someone there that's got your heart. Amen. That's got your heart. If you haven't been able to give tonight for brother, we want to bless brother Jerry for coming down and being with us this morning and for tonight. Uh, you can still come up and give an offering, make it out to WACC, and we're going to uh, send him off with a blessing. And uh, anyway, but did you have something you want to say, Pastor? Yeah. Man. We're just truly honored. And I want you to know from the bottom of Michelle and I's heart that uh, we're just, I, I think how God orchestrated tonight, this was so unbelievable for us even just to, to, 
I'm, I'm just kind of at a loss for words, but we just want to say thank you. Thank you. I want to say thank you to my parents for 30 plus years of faithful ministry and the, the foundation that's been laid. And uh, here's the best part is that Michelle and I get to draw upon all of this ministry experience because they're not going anywhere. So we get the opportunity to call them and say, hey, Dad. Now, they're still going to preach every month. They're still doing Sunday school. They're still here. They're still in decisions. They're not going anywhere. We're just shifting the weight off of them and let them to really step into their next phase in ministry. Now they're freed up to do what God has called them to do for their next phase, and we'll keep an eye on the story here. Amen? Hallelujah. Just my double thank you. I'm so honored that you would come, and I want to thank you for staying because it's with you that we do this. You helped us pray for everyone tonight because you stayed and you prayed and you agreed. You will get the same credit. You will get the same rewards in heaven, I promise you. And I'm so grateful that you are here and that you stood with us. Thank you for your patience, for the needs of the people that are around you that are your sisters and brothers in Christ. Thank you. We love you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray again. Thank you. For, for coming out tonight. If you were here this morning, what a great message. Father, we praise you and we just, you're an awesome, good God. And you are awesome and good all the time. And Father, you do exceedingly abundantly greater than we could ever hope or imagine. Lord, you're, you're just over the top. So Father, we praise you for the words that we receive today. Faith in your heart and seed in your hand, Father. And we praise you for that and for night, Lord, for this occasion of uh, passing the mantle, the anointing. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just thankful for everyone that's here tonight, Lord, that was able to participate. So Mary Jean and I, we, we thank you, Lord, uh, and we just, uh, we're blessed beyond measure. And for that, we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everybody shake a hand, hug a neck, tell someone it was good to be in the house of the Lord.